Hey there friends, Karen Pennington here. And I've noticed I've kind of gotten into a habit of almost making a confession. Every day that I talk to you, um, every day that I post, there's some sort of confession of something either that I struggle with or that I've discovered or that I know. And I wanted to take just a minute to explain that to everyone. Uh, for some people, confession is almost like saying you're bad or putting yourself down. And for me, that's not what confession at all is. It's, it has to leave, it leads to freedom. And today I'm actually going to talk a little bit more about what that word confession actually means in the biblical sense. You know, I just love words. So just discovering what they meant in the time of Jesus gives me um, greater clarity of uh, what God is calling me and us today. But I, the reason that I post every day is partly because I do want to give a word of encouragement to people and want to create content where, you know, we're hopefully walking this life together. And if people can relate to some of the things that I've gone through, I think that some of the places God's brought me is very common. So are very common with others and uh, sort of in sharing our story. I feel more connected to you. Hopefully you feel more connected to me and hopefully it's helpful. Uh, but to be honest, it's most helpful to me because I'm a verbal processor so that challenge every day of sitting down and talking out the things that God is revealing in my life and working through them is really a great source of growth for me. So even though I would like other people to watch and listen and learn from some of my uh, journeys and travels, uh, even if no one else ever sees this, I'm gaining just from the ability to share with you and verbally process things that God is speaking in my own life. So I thank you for that. I thank you for even watching a little bit to allow me to be part of your journey and for you to be part of mine because I'm certainly still growing and learning. And uh, that said, with this whole daily confessions thing, uh, I think it's important. Uh, confession is important. Confession may not be what we think it is or what we might consider of it. Some people are afraid of confessing. It's like, oh no, you caught me with my hand in the cookie jar. Like I stole a cookie and I wasn't supposed to. It's like, we always feel like it's something that, uh, it means we're bad. It means we're revealing weakness. It means we're inviting punishment. Actually true confession invites freedom, no matter what you're confessing. Uh, and what confession really has to deal with is being in the right lane. If we can, not the right as opposed to left, but the correct lane. Now, I struggle with that physically. Uh, I struggle with being in the right line. You know, the line gets you a certain place, a certain time. I've been in the line for the wrong rides. I've been in the wrong line for the wrong place. If I'm at the supermarket, I will pick the line that I think is shortest. And inevitably, that is the longest line. That's the one where they have the little blinking light and you have to call the manager or they have to do a price checker. I'm just, I'm really bad at that. And when, in terms of lanes you know you know a line is sort of a straight way the straightest way to get to where you want to go and as far as lanes I think about how afraid I get even when I'm in a new city you know like I live in a small town a lot of times most places are just two lanes one lane going each direction but you get these big towns especially like Atlanta or Pittsburgh oh my gosh Pittsburgh's horrible for me because you might have four or five lanes and if you're in the wrong lane you could end up in the case of even Pittsburgh, you can end up in the wrong state. <laughs> I have, my friend and I have been in the wrong lane before and ended up in West Virginia. <laughs> so it's not that hard. It's not even that hard to end up in Ohio from Pittsburgh. 
uh, I've been in the wrong lane in Washington, D.C. and ended up in Northern Virginia and then ended up back in D.C., then ended up in Maryland. I remember one time going somewhere that was on Pennsylvania Avenue. Not the White House, that Pennsylvania Avenue is not the White House, but like an office building. And I got to Pennsylvania Avenue in an hour and a half. And to make that extra 20 blocks took me an extra hour and a half and a lot of tears because I just kept getting in the wrong lane. Some of you may not be as challenged in that as I am. I think I just tighten up and as soon as I know which lane to get in, I'll get there really quick. But it, it really, it's so imperative that we line ourselves up in the right lane, in the right place, if we want to get to where we need to go in the fastest, easiest, safest way possible. Now that's really what confession is. It's lining ourselves up with the right thoughts. It's lining our minds up with the thoughts because, you know, where our thoughts are lined up and where, you know, our rehearsal becomes our reality. Whether or not it's true, for us, it becomes the reality. So for instance, if we line our minds up with the thought of, uh, I'm bad, I'm bad, I'm bad, I'm just gonna make a mistake, I'm gonna mess up, and I'll be honest, in a new city, uh, my thought is, I'm gonna miss this turn, I'm gonna miss this turn. That's why my husband usually drives in the cities. Then like, our bodies and our actions follow this rehearsal and then it becomes a reality. If we line ourselves up with, oh, I'm garbage, I'm garbage. So first of all, that's a lie from hell because God doesn't make garbage. But we line ourselves up with that and then we start acting according to that. That's not God's truth, but it becomes our experience. It becomes our reality. If we line ourselves up with the fact that people are bad, they're just going to let me down, all of a sudden we experience people being bad. But guess what? If every day we line ourselves up with the idea that I am blessed, not I won't have any problems, but I'm blessed and God can use everything for his glory, all of a sudden every day has meaning. It's always had meaning, but it becomes our reality. The truth, truth and our reality sometimes are two different things, you know. God's truth becomes our reality when that's what we line ourselves up with. Not only does it affect our reality in terms of our own experience, it affects our ability to live for God. Um, and in particular, I'm thinking of 1 John 1, 9 that says, I'm, gonna, I'm losing it in here, uh, that says, this is, oh, no, that's wrong. 1 John 4, 9. No? Okay. I'm really confused. First uh, John 1 9 says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Now, this word confess is also in 1 John 4 15. That's the one I was looking for. I was looking at the wrong thing. I'm an anointed mess this morning. 1 John 4 15, which says, if anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in him and he in God. Now, that word acknowledge, it's actually the same word as confess. Um, other places, it's mentioned about 26 times in this specific format throughout the New Testament. Um, it can mean declare, confess, promise, assure, swear, acknowledge, admit, profess, or even give thanks in different translations. But the word is, I can say this, homo logeo. I said that one right. <laughs> homo logeo. Homo means the same. Uh, the same. Um, like if something is homogenous, it's from the same, the same basic things. Um, homogenized milk means taking different parts and making them all the same. It's like when you mix the cream in so that they're not separated. Um, Logeo or logeo is from logos, which means word or reason or thought pattern. So when we confess or when we acknowledge, it's not just 
Yeah, I see it. Yeah, I see you. There's an actual patterning of our thoughts. It means we're lining up. Same thoughts. It means we're lining our thoughts up with the thoughts of Christ. And it's not the same thing as, yeah, I know 2 plus 2 is 4. Yeah, I know Jesus exists. We're talking about our hearts, the pattern of our thoughts and our hearts are becoming surrendered to what God wants. We're saying we have the mind of Christ. Um, it is a one-time thing, and at the same time, it's a process. We do it every, every, every day. You know, um, the word is, the form is aorist uh, in Greek, which means it's ongoing. It's ongoing. If we continually align our thoughts with the fact that Jesus is Lord and everything that that means, we stay in that lane. That lane is going to take us to the right place. Now, if anybody's been in this kind of traffic that scares me, makes me angry, and is why I don't drive in Pittsburgh, my husband does, uh, it is very easy, one lane off, and you can veer in a completely different direction. So sometimes people get, this is where cults come from, just a little bit. Jesus is Lord, but I can be just like Jesus. There's a lot of cults with that, you know. So not really Jesus is Lord, but Jesus is Lord and so am I. Jesus is my example. Well, Jesus is your example. That's, that's, that's not wrong. But that this thing about Jesus being Lord, that's important. And the constant realigning, as soon as we step away from the surrender to God, it is very easy to, re to veer into the wrong lane. Now, God's grace, it's greater than any of our mistakes, so it can bring us back. But still, that doesn't mean we shouldn't be mindful and careful. Uh, a little earlier in the chapter, 1 John 4, 7, now that I know where I'm at. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Um, so there's an important thing there. Love comes from God. So in order for us to really live in truth, we have to continually stay connected to God. I've said this before. The best uh, illustration I can think of is like plugging into an outlet. Uh I can I can use my laptop only so long on its own battery, but we gotta constantly be coming back to God to recharge our battery. We don't have the ability to love each other, and there are two different there are a few different words for God. There's for love. There's phileo, which is human love. Like I kind of dig you. You know, I'm getting something out of this. I like you. It's I I would choose to love you even if I weren't a Christian. Um, and then there's eros, which is you know, I desire you, which generally is meant in a romantic or sexual way. But there's this thing where, okay, I'm getting something out of this. You are fulfilling some sort of pleasure that I want. Um, and both of those are very conditional kinds of love. There's nothing wrong with, for instance, a man desiring a woman. There's nothing wrong with, you know, childhood crutches, crushes, not crutches, in their boundaries, within boundaries, you know, to think a little boy's cute or a little girl's cute as a kid. There's, there's nothing wrong with that contained within the will of God, you know, and within purity. There's certainly nothing wrong with having friendship. There, I, I don't have any problem saying there are some people that I like more than others. There are some people I'd rather spend time with more than others. There are somebody, some people that I would, unless Jesus tells me, you must invite them to your barbecue in your backyard, I am not doing it of my own. <laughs> I'll do it if God tells me, you know, not that I won't. I'll try to exclude them, but maybe there are other people that, if I'm going to have an intimate time with friends, those are the people that I would I would call. There's nothing wrong with that. But then there's this other higher calling, which is agape love. And that's the love that they says comes from God. We have 
do not have the ability to love each other or God or even ourselves unless we line ourselves, this whole confession thing, where we line ourselves up with these thoughts. So every day, going back to that, when I say I have a confession to make, I'm not saying uh, look how bad I am or somehow I'm reveling the fact that I do things the wrong way. And sometimes it's not even necessarily that I went the wrong way. You know, maybe it's, I don't think it's sin that I struggle with lanes. <laughs> you know, it's a limitation. Sometimes and the, the idea is saying I am my limited state and seeking to line my thoughts up with God. Because if I don't do that every day, and on the days when I don't do that, and on the moments when I don't do that, I can veer in the wrong lane. Now listen, I got back home that night that my friend and I in high school took the wrong ramp and somehow five minutes later we're in West Virginia. We got back. You know, we, that, that's the thing. The wages of sin is death, Romans 6.23, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. God's love can still bring us back. So there's like two edges of the sword. When we mess up, when we don't line up, when we veer off and go to the wrong state, if you're me, or to the wrong city or to the wrong place, we, there's always a way there's a way back by God's grace but that said it also costs extra time there's also consequences um, we are relieved from most of the consequences of our sin um, i.e death through the blood of Jesus Christ if we accept it if we receive it but there are still other things you know like we lost we lose time that that time I was supposed to be at an appointment I was very late for the appointment in Washington DC because I went so many different places I would have been early and I ended up being an hour late. There were tears, there was frustration, there was a little bit of self-loathing there. I'm, I'm okay now. <laughs> Everything's forgiven of myself and all that, but there was just so much frustration. That was not the only time I missed that exit, but I'll tell you what, about the fifth time, I did not miss that exit. It was a lot of, a lot of intricate things, but once you figure it out, well, and that's the thing, as you practice it, as we line ourselves up with God's thoughts, we don't, sometimes we'll make a couple of mistakes over and over again, but ultimately the more we do it, just like anything else, the better we get at walking, the better we get at walking a straight line, the better we get at weightlifting or teaching. Or hopefully I'm a little bit better at speaking in a YouTube or a podcast post than I was. I remember when I first did it, I was so awkward. I couldn't even look at myself. And so I looked at a piece of um, a smiley face. And then that was even weirder than looking at myself. So I would just go, like my whole post were like this and the room was dark and... Um, there were these other things that are like these tweaks. Um, and I still have a lot of tweaks. There's still many, so many improvements, but that idea of practicing, there's a, there's a practice. Um, Brother Lawrence, a monk in the Middle Ages, wrote a book called Practice of the Presence of God. And it's the same thing as we practice confessing. Confessing is really lining up our thoughts with God. And that does mean saying, that means admitting the missteps. Okay, I was in the wrong line. I was in the wrong lane. I went to West Virginia when I meant to go to Washington, Pennsylvania. You know, I, I went to Northern Virginia when I meant to go to Pennsylvania Avenue. Um, just that confessing, God, write my steps. God, you're Lord, which means you're the one that needs to be doing the driving. You're the, Tell me where to go. Tell me how to get back on course. Tell me where I'm off course, God. Um, and I'll be faithful. And he'll bring us back. He always brings me back. I veer a lot. I veer, like I said, every day. There's something in my thoughts that'll kind of want to jerk the wheel in the wrong direction. And that's why right now even sharing with you has been an important part of my spiritual growth. Because uh, 
it's me kind of on the hook to seek God every day, to see his grace every day, to see, oh, there's another way I'm not God again. <laughs> there's another way I veered off course. Um, and little thoughts, and it's not about condemnation. It is not, confession is not about, look at how horrible, what a horrible, worthless person I am. You can say I did something horrible. Maybe you did do something horrible. Maybe you had a horrible thought. That's not you. That's something that you received that you're now rejecting. You know, I, and, and, and let's just come to God with that. Lord Jesus, forgive us for the things and open our eyes to this, Lord, to the ways that we veer off course, that we take our thoughts out of line with what your love is. Forgive us for the times that we try to go on our own battery and then it just dies and we blame you and it's the problem was we weren't connected to you, Lord. Lord, get us in the right lane. But Lord, also forgive us for those times where we have put down your creation. We've put ourselves down where um, rather than rejecting the thoughts that weren't of you, we rejected ourselves. And you don't want that, God. You made us so beautiful and you love us so much, Lord Jesus. Help us to learn today in new ways what it means to receive your love for us and to allow your love to work through us and others. Lord, I just ask that you pray. Just allow that in every person's heart today who's listening to this. If there's someone who doesn't know your love, Lord, just touch them in a new and miraculous way right this moment and let them know that if they need your love, all they have to do is ask and then bring them the resources to walk that out, Lord. I know you can and we'll do it. We thank you for that. Forgive us for not forgiving ourselves. <laughs> allow us to forgive ourselves and allow us that freedom that comes in lining up with you, God. Just take away, take us away from any thought that would be anything different than the straight and narrow way towards you, God. Correct our course as I know you can. And help us to just, as we're toddling along, I think of my granddaughter, to learn how to just walk and we fall down to just get back up again. And to just keep walking into your arms, God, because there's no better place. In your name, amen. Be blessed, my friends.